mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. What number are we on? 311. 311. We're recording. That's fine. Please leave this in here. Oh, good. Welcome to episode <laughs> 311 of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm sorry, I'm dying. 311. Uh, what's the 311? Um, today we're watching. That was not my intention. SG Atlantis. Yes. Season 5. Yes. Episode 14. Yes. The Prodigal. Uh-huh. A.K.A. Yes. Ronan remains larger than air. <laughs> That's the best I could do right now. Or stay away from my not daughter, you bitch. Oh, you know, I, I do like stay away from my son, you bitch. Yeah. Um, I had all intentions of having one. This episode's um, too good to even like try to. It's a top good it. episode. You know what I mean. You cannot top it with an AKA. I was trying to think of some movie where they end at the top of the building. Oh, you mean every action movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ever created? Uh-huh. All of the video games that Atlantis, I played. Atlantis action movie edition. Yeah, there's my AKA. Boom. Uh, how have you been? It has been a week. I literally sat here before you press record yep. going, what what shit have I been watching this so week? So many. And I don't remember. Um, I'm still re-watching For All Mankind with Nick oh, yeah. to catch him up. I have not seen this week's episode yet. I've also been reading two books. Haven't finished either one of them yet. Um, one yeah. of them is Ready Player Two. The other one is, oh, I just forgot the name. Uh, when women were dragons. Oh, okay. I think is the name of it. Something along those lines. I think I've seen the cover. It's like a green cover. With yeah, it's a green. Dra- it's a green cover with flowers. Yeah. Um, I'm basically just waiting to finish those to restart the Silmarillion and nice. read that before the Rings of Power. So in the timeline, where does Rings of Power is very early, 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 it's early, super right? Fucking early. Is it when the rings are forged? Yes. Okay. It's literally about the rings being that forged. That makes sense now that the name is the Rings of Power. Well, I, and I know they had to do it, but the title being officially the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. Come Lord on. Lord of the Rings, Rings. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, Rings. But there's a lot of... there. You can tell it's going to be heavily based on the Silmarillion, and uh, there's been two trailers out now, two, like, full trailers. Yeah. And they heavily focus on my favorite character that Tolkien ever created. Is it a dragon? No. Okay. Well, she's the heart of a dragon. It's oh. Galadriel. Yes. I wrote an entire paper great. in college. Mm-hmm basically about my love of Galadriel. I love it. And how she is a fucking badass. She could be a dragon. She she may be. She could be if she wanted to. And like the fact that the little bit especially in the if you if you mainly know the films. Yeah. And it's really not much more in the Lord of the Rings the books. I mean, I've read I've read the Hobbit, but I have not read the Lord of the Rings. Um, well, it take, it's taken me this long to get you to read Miss of Avalon, so someday I'll get you to read Lord of the Rings. I will share with you, I was going to share this when I was talking about the books I'm reading, quote yeah. unquote reading. Um, Jesse succinctly, ever the writer succinctly put it, he goes, are you going to go in the bedroom and look at a page and fall asleep? <laughs> so 
It's not for lack of trying. Well, this is the exact reason I have a like a nighttime book and a daytime book. Yeah. It's why I have two. Like Ready Player Two is my nighttime book. I okay. can read two pages of that and be fine. I just have not found the time yeah. to have a daytime and a nighttime book yet. Yeah. I will work on that. Uh anyway, <laughs> there's it, you only see Galadriel a little bit in The Lord of the Rings. Okay. And most of it comes down to and it's a line that goes easily overlooked where she doesn't take the ring when Frodo offers it to you. And oh. she's like, I have resisted the temptation and I will go into the West. Nice. That line has a lot of fucking history behind it. Whoa. Okay. That like, you, when you fully understand the journey Galadriel has taken and her history with that ring. Okay. You understand the impact of her not taking that ring. Yes. And like what the full impact of what that means. So I'm I'm really excited to cover that. I'm going to use that line one day. Yeah. I don't know when, but I like the drama behind it. (laughs) Um, Uh, And then. See, you had plenty to share this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we can also talk about the trailer for the Dungeons and Dragons film. Oh yeah, it's honestly, it's fine. Here's here's <laughs> That's my where thing. I'm at. Here is mine. I am fully someone. Me and your husband actually yeah. had a, a text discussion about this about okay. how it's very hard to judge a movie on the trailer because you know trailers so frequently are not are not edited by people who edited the film. Yes. And there's never necessarily or a edited tone. by people in the fan base. Or who know the film that well or anything like this. Yeah. Here's at least what I can tell from the trailer for the Dungeons and Dragons film. I am going to have fun. Yeah. I am going to go. I will be super entertained. I will poke and laugh at a bunch of D&D references and I will leave having enjoyed my last couple hours. You, you know what it is for me? And I don't know if what I'm about to say I watched on TV will yeah. contradict this, but I'm in a place where I just don't want junk food, if that makes sense, as far as pop culture. Yeah. I just think I I need a little bit with something with a little bit more nutritional value. And I am frequently. And And, and that doesn't mean like I'm watching documentaries. I just want something a little smarter. Yeah. I like a balance. Uh Um, And I honestly come to the fact that I live in the real world and I we work in the news. I am someone who most of my entertainment is gonna skew towards junk food because it makes my soul happy but here's here's the thing so i finally got bullied into watching a show yeah and i say bullied because so i was just telling you how this week i spent a solid 12 hours in meetings with the same two people yeah um and they finally bullied me into watching what we do in the shadows Oh. And they're like, watch it. You will love it. You will love it. You will love it. <laughs> See, I don't enjoy that film. It is show. incredibly smart. And that's why I like it. I, But I did. I did watch what we do in the shadows. And I found it really smart, funny. I want something that makes me work for it a little bit. I will be honest. I tried watching what we do in the shadows. Uh-huh. I gave it a good like five or six episodes. I could. I, I had no... I stopped watching it and I had no interest of finding out what happened later. That's funny. No, and see, I I loved it. I like that it made me work for the jokes. I also, listen, I fucking love Taika Waititi. Uh Uh, Nick watched Our Flag Means Death. 
Okay. I sat there for most of the episodes. I took in nothing. I had a hard time holding my intention. It's something I might try again later. I haven't tried that one yet, but I did watch Flight of the Concords. I I do have a theory about... I loved Flight... In fact, I I started what we do in the shadows and I remembered that I liked Flight of the Concords. And then I ended up uh, rewatching a couple episodes of Arrested Development. Like, that's where my brain traveled Which, again, is... There's something... There's something about, I feel, maybe it's that style of... Because I also didn't enjoy Arrested Development. I didn't enjoy Fly the Concords. Okay. There's... Yeah. How how are we friends? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I loved all of these. I just... I like a joke that strikes you when you didn't expect it to. And I, I, I like the subversive... The oh, yeah, yeah. That was, you know what I mean. That happened, and I do enjoy that. It was just something about those shows that didn't catch with me. But okay. like, but I also um, like Silicon Valley. Okay. I loved. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it's just I don't know what it. I don't know where on the humor scale. Sure, it goes. I would. I would need to talk to a. A humorist. Yeah. We would need, yeah, we would need to be diagnosed by some sort of pop culture astrological sign of what type of humor. But here's the thing. I. Can we get our humor charts read? Probably. Yeah. Because here's the thing, and we know this, and I am unashamed about this fact, and I know we're on different ends of this scale. Yeah. I, I would watch an entire series or movie or whatever. I love fan service. Yeah, and I fucking don't. I <laughs> I love I will watch an entire thing that's just inside jokes for a fan base. Yeah. I just I get tired of it. And I don't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> At some point I'm like, I'm done now. Yeah. And and I and maybe junk food is prerogative is derogatory, and I don't mean it that way. No, I just I know don't what you mean, like I need to do a little more work for it. Yeah. I need to do a little bit of work to keep me engaged because what happens otherwise is I disengage, mm-hmm. I pick up a phone, yeah. and I'm not watching anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I will be honest, you know me, I'm never just sitting there watching something. Yeah. I'm always doing something else while watching. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you the last thing that I sat and watched giving it my whole attention. Well, but you're not doing other things that are mind work. I, are, n- I don't. That's So that's what I mean. Like, I need yeah. the mind to stay engaged or else the mind's going to go elsewhere. Yeah, no, I I will watch something that's entirely fan service. <laughs> and I think that's why I love, like, Star Trek Lower Decks. Yeah, that makes Star sense. Star Trek Lower Decks is basically a show for Star Trek fans. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm like, please give me all of it. Yeah. Um, see, I thought I was difficult... And then I think I'm not difficult at all, but then I realize it's because I live with the with the man the most who, difficult. The most difficult man who just doesn't like television is what we've no. decided. He no. just doesn't like television. No. no. <laughs> the fact that I got him vaguely interested in the new Star Trek series, it gives me such joy inside. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't like television unless it's artfully bad or very old is what I've learned. Because we've had such in-depth conversations about like book series that I absolutely love and he's like, this is kind of trash. I'm like, I never said it wasn't trash. I will say that I think this imp- this conversation is very important for pop culture. Yeah. To people for 
you know, because a lot of times we all get grouped into like one giant like nerd group. Yeah. But it's like, nah, motherfuckers, there are so many nuances into what people like and, and don't. And I will say, I don't enjoy fan service in like a gatekeepy way or anything like no, this. Yeah, I agree. It's like I enjoy fan service because I'm also the person who will have such joy explaining all of the inside jokes to the next person. Because yeah, you're a fan. Because I also want them to get it yeah. and love it as much as I do. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. gotcha. Um, aside from that, I also, in preparation for Ragnarok, oh. <laughs> which I just like saying that because it sounds like I'm a like a doom oh, uh, like a doom prepper. Yeah. Uh, in preparation for Ragnarok, yeah. I have restarted God of War, playing it. I'm doing a playthrough by myself. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually the first time through, I'm like watching Jesse play, and then I'll decide if I'm going to pick a game up. Yeah. But this is just me, and I'm holy hell, this game is hard. Yeah, that's I not a Nixie it. game. Yeah. I am having fun watching Nick watch or play Immortals Phoenix Rising. That is fun. Because yeah. I stopped playing it, not through interest, just because I got distracted. I think sure. that's about when Valhalla came out. Makes sense. And yeah. so no game was going to be continued yeah, yeah, being yeah. played when I had Assassin's Creed Valhalla nice. also. So Nice. Um, that's been my week. November 7th, <laughs> 2006. Uh, this was written by Carl Binder, directed by Andy Makita. We start in Atlantis After Dark. One of my favorite fucking. I love this scene. Uh huh. This scene brings me joy. For so we start Wolsey calling Ronan into the principal's yeah. office. Yeah, that's exactly what I wrote. And he wants to know why Ronan hasn't filled out a single mission report AKA since Wolsey took homework. command. Yeah, <laughs> and Ronan's response is to be fair. I haven't filled one out long before you took command yeah. of Atlantis. Yeah. This I love this moment. This felt like so, you know, I, I recently did the college thing. Yeah. And there's always someone, and mind you, there was a lot of adults yeah. that I went to school with. And not in you're over eighteen, you're an adult. No, no, but, but like, like adults. Adult. Like adults. you have there was, been in the workforce. There's hybrid the, and the lived... classes I took were purposely hybrid with people yeah. like me who were returning to school. Had to with live tradition. as adults. Yeah. So it was fun to be in a room and have someone go up to a professor and say, I didn't know this was something we needed to do. I wasn't there and the professor going it doesn't matter. No. You had to do it. Yeah. Which I felt a lot of the same vibes here. Yeah. I'm thinking like, well, I can claim ignorance. And like, no, you can't. Like, no, you don't get to do that. He's <laughs> like, well, on the fourth day I was in command, I announced at an away team orientation meeting that I wanted mission reports from not just team leaders, but from everyone. Yep. And and Ronan's like, uh, uh, was I don't remember this. Was I even there? Was I did the time? And yeah. he goes, well, A, it was mandatory. And B, you're not hard to miss. Yeah. I saw you. I know what you look like. You stand out a bit. A little bit. Listen, this is like me. This is me. Yeah. Six foot tall, large in size and personality lady yeah. with. Pink and purple hair. As thinking Lizzo that- would say, I know you see me, I'm big. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is me thinking that somehow someone didn't see me in a crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> I have never worried about losing you in a crowd in my life. No. It makes me very happy and secure. Because although my husband is also six feet tall, he does yeah. not have a shock of pink hair. No. And so when we get split up anywhere, I look for you. There's also, there's also... 
regardless of the height, your husband, like my husband, is someone who is not large in gesture. No, and they somehow hide their height. Yes. And I'm like, my arms are flailing in the air for no reason because I'm talking to someone. Whereas I just look like every other brown person. (laughs) Look at all of these. No, you don't. I won't for long. I have plants. Okay. I'm going to become a dragon. <gasps> I like dragons. Or a sandworm. Oh, those are two good options. Very good options, yeah. Um. Anyway, I love how flustered and frustrated Woolsey is yeah. at this. And Ronan's I, like... I'll give him credit, though. Like, others have done worse. Yes. And, and going up to the brick wall that yeah. is Ronan, he does pretty okay. Uh-huh. And uh, Ronan, you see, is not one for writing. Yeah. And uh, Woolsey thought ahead, and he figured that. So here is a voice recorder. Yep. Simply talk your words, and we will transcribe your words. Look, Woolsey is reaching across the table here, Ronan. 100%. Yeah. Uh, Ronan, you you see, is not the best at talking either. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's not wrong. And Woolsey is biting his tongue. Yeah. I'm doing my best not to laugh into the microphone. There is a Kaylee Thor. She's being so weird. She broke into the room. Who is? She broke into the room and then she put her face under my hands and now she's grinning like a madman. With a giant turkey leg sticking off to the side. As I pet her head. She's so weird. Yep. Elsewhere, John and McKay are racing remote control cars. Sounds right. They are super high end fancy remote control cars, and there's obvious trash talk coming from them. And you oh, know yeah. what? Here is another thing that I can say, and this is not happening until tomorrow. Yeah. Random thing that I'm into that I never thought in my life I'd be into, <laughs> thanks to one brother Matt. Oh, yes. I'm like making plans to have brunch while watching the F1 race tomorrow. That sounds like a thing that you're going to do. I'm weirdly now into Formula One. (laughs) And as we know, Nixie doesn't get into anything lightly. I don't. Yeah. I'm (laughs) fine. So McKay does have a very fancy battery pack under his hood and they start making like checks at each other into the boards, their cars Mm -hmm. or them. And there's a great moment of both of them taking the leads at different times when Taylor holding baby Torin appears and is completely startled by the tile, tiny cars. I love that they that it's enough to make Taylor shriek. Taylor does not seem the type to shriek ever. Okay. A, she has not taped the time to shriek. Yeah. B, she claims she could have dropped her kid. And I'm like, honestly, no, Taylor. Enough. Honestly, Taylor. They weren't being quiet. No. Their cars aren't quiet, and they went far away from other people. No, she's doing the mom exaggeration to make you feel bad. Yes. One, Taylor is never dropping that baby. No. Taylor would fucking kill herself (laughs) first rather than drop that. That baby is going to be flung into the air and then caught at a later (laughs) time before it hits the fucking floor. That's never happening, Taylor. We all know you better than that. And two, yeah. You absolutely heard this. You're like, I'm going to teach these motherfuckers a lesson because I'm mom now. Uh, and I do love the pause when McKay pointed out that he was a colicky baby, too. And his mom just let him cry him out. And he's no worse for wear. And they're just don't That's say this, anything. The side eye. The side eye that happens after this is like, OK. Yeah. So not doing that. Super not ever do that. And again, we have a great supportive father who normally takes care of these nightlight walks. But he's off visiting Athosians at the moment. 
um, which is why it is only Mama taking care of Baby in this episode, but Torrin is asleep and she just has to get back to their room without waking him or getting run over. Yeah, the greatest adventure that Taylor has ever been on. Yeah. Of all of her off-world adventures, <laughs> nothing beats to put the sleeping baby in the crib without setting off the bomb. Listen, you, at that point, once you become a parent, and at that point, I feel like you are fine diffusing bombs. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what that is. She's like, sit it down gently and firmly, <laughs> but also don't speak above a with. Oh, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Woke the baby. Yeah, I did it. I did it. Um, and so even though she goes, the boys are clearly not done racing and they will be doing that long into the night. Yes. She does successfully diffuse the baby, though, when I, she gets back to her room. I, I do like that they half-ass go, well, if you need help, <laughs> don't come to us. Listen, I have done that half-ass help offer. It's like decorum dictates that I offer to help you right now. Uh-huh. However, what I'm doing is far more interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to offer my help. In a really sad and pathetic way, hoping that you do not take it. Yeah. But I can still say I offered. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I, I presented the microphone to Kaylee. Kaylee, lay down. Which means nothing for anybody except me. And me. Uh, so I'm guessing hours later, the guys are walking back with their cars and McKay apparently just blew up his motor a little bit. And the lights go out. No clue what is going on. Zelenka doesn't pick up over the radio. The control room doesn't pick up over the radio. No responses anywhere. And they walk out to a balcony where they see most of the city completely dark. And they realize only the top of the center tower has any power. Yeah, this is not a rolling blackout normal times. Mm-mm. This is a thing. This is Yeah, no one's responding. And so that's not right. And we have credits. This isn't the Texas electrical grid. This no. is bad types. Yay. Uh, Taylor not only noticed the power going out, but also knows that she is now locked in her room and can't get a hold of anyone. Yeah. Also, I really love this top. I think it's new and I would like it. I, I, I like that she is. I do think it's new. I was more cut off by the pelts, <laughs> the the baby, the the cradle pelt, the uh-huh. pelt cradle yeah. that she puts baby it's into. Fine. It's like, how many wolves <laughs> died making this this cradle? I mean... You know that was probably Ronan's baby gift? <laughs> At the, the shower? But it was just the pelts. No, that's what I'm saying. No, yeah, there was, was a cradle. No, no, no. It was just a, like a bundle of pelts. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Ronan's gift. They're lucky if they were cleaned properly. I feel like Ronan would have at least cleaned them. Yeah, that's true. True, 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 true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he would have just been like, here is here are ten pelts for your child. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I killed them all with my bare hands. Yeah. Mom's job's never done, though. Just as the baby goes down, I just gotta save the world. Yeah. So the guys make it to a storage room, uh, gearing up. Not quite with weapons yet. I'm just saying you might, spoilers, want to. I feel like anytime something goes down in Atlantis, you're gonna want weapons. Probably. So they're handing out walkie-talkies, flashlights to everyone they can. They're gonna fan out, get communication lines open. Um, Roddick finds him here, also not knowing what's going on, but instead of going up to the control room, McKay sends him down to the power room to reboot the system. Yep. Cycle the system. Cycle that system. Um, remember how I said Taylor was locked in a room? Ah, yes. Um, well, when the baby is sleeping, her door opens and shadow figures snuck her unconscious. Hmm. So there's that. Interesting. 
Back in the power room, uh, Zelenka is unsuccessful in turning the power back on, and he's just flipping the switch over and over again, cursing and check. Yeah, yeah. I do like that that's really all he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nope, still doesn't work. Still doesn't. Magically nope. still won't work. John and McKay are on their way to the control room with lots of stairs. All the flights uh. of stairs because tower. Yeah. Tower. Uh, McKay is uh. out of breath. Uh-huh. Sweating. Listen. <laughs> I'm not saying we should, we'll all be at McKay's level. No. I would be. I don't expect John to be at that point either. Yeah. But it is inhuman <laughs> that he's not even a little bit out of breath or even a little pink. I'm pretty sure there is a Stairmaster in their gym and John is like, John focuses on his ass. Just... Humans are not by nature built to climb stairs. Fine. So no matter how much good shape you're in stairs are always work yeah 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 no they're fine john is using some sort of the ancient gene in him <laughs> yeah. to float up these he uh -huh. is uh oh what's he his actually name? cast levitate what's his name what's his name from the mighty nine he is oh he's essek he's essekking his yes, way up is. those stairs he is. yeah okay uh anyway zelenka fills him in on the no joy naqua degenerator zpm nothing is working yeah so they contemplate over the walkie. Most likely the reason for both of them not to work is they were turned off from the control room. But Sounds then the control right. room wouldn't have power unless they have an external source, whoever's up there. Mm -hmm. So McKay's like, why don't you crib off what they did, set up an external power source. We can't power the entire city, but we can get enough power to access the mainframe and we'll just take this one step at a time. Yep. John and McKay are on level... 36, I mean 35, so there's like 28 more floors than another four levels just to get to the gate room. I'm so sorry, McKay. And you say that as if the gate room isn't basically the same room as the control room? Yeah. It's a, it's an open floor so plan. five sets of stairs yeah, after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and McKay really hopes that maybe Zelenka can also send power to the transporters. Mm -hmm. So they make it up those 28 floors. John, again, has a lot of experience with Stairmaster. He's fine. Or he's using a cantrip to just levitate <laughs> up those stairs. Uh, McKay has come a long way in his fitness since the start of the series, but nothing prepares you for that sort of stair climbing. No. And he is like hands on knees, breath catching as others just watch. He's like in need of a new shirt. Like dripping sweat. The man is damp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've gone past damp. Uh-huh. Uh, so they get to the door that leads to the fourth flight of stairs to the gate room and it is closed. It is locked. It was either closed when power went out or it was sealed to keep people out. Mm -hmm. Although if that's the case, someone were it bad. infiltrated Atlantis. Yeah. So Link calls McKay then. He has a temporary patch, partial power to McKay's labs. Transporters are still out because priorities. Mm -hmm. And the boys split up. McKay's going to head back to his lab. Yep. I'm guessing it's like 20 stores down. I don't know. I, I feel like at this point, he's like, at least the lab is down. <laughs> I'll fucking just roll. <laughs> John just, goes yeah. to check the other stairwells. Um, At another door, Lord and his Marines are there. Do you think John is one of those single step as I go down the stairs people? Uh, it do depends. you know what I'm talking about? I do. And I think it depends on the stairs. Um... I think the narrow ones, because you have a good handhold, mm -hmm. he could, he might do the like go down three quarters of it and then grab the handrail and jump down. Okay. Do the hop. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, 
I feel like Ronan's too impatient to ever take the stairs two feet at a time. Oh, Ronan always does. always doing the one stair, one stair, one stair, yeah. one foot, one foot, one stair. Yeah. John, I feel like sometimes he's in a leisurely mood. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodney is always using the handrail and doing both feet on the stair before he goes down to the next one. So can I tell you, and I don't know what this says about me, uh-huh. but I, even the stairs here at the house... Yeah. I can't walk up the stairs at a normal pace. Every time I go up the stairs, unless I'm holding something, I am always like running up them. It's like momentum. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I think it's because you have reach or you have a, lo- a long stride. So your body's almost like, can we do two? Can That's, we do two of these? That Let's might be what this. it is. It's like going up the stairs, like step by step is half my speed of walking normally. Yeah. But and the other thing too about stairs is you do just want to get them over with quickly. Yeah, I do. I do get that because I don't move as fast as you do naturally. But I'm also like, don't talk to me. I'm going upstairs. <laughs> okay, I'm here now. I have been known. I've made it. Especially if I'm doing those short flights, the the switchback flights yeah. of stairs. I have been known many times, especially if I'm booking it to get down, I will do the half the flight of stairs, grab the handrail, and then, like, jump the rest of the way. No, no, no. My clumsy ass is not going to ever try that. <laughs> ever, 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 ever. No, that's how I die. Yeah. Every once in a while, you'll get that, like, just that shock into your ankle where it's like your ankle's Oof. fine, but for, like, two steps, it feels like a dagger in yeah. it. But then you're fine and you don't learn your lesson, so you do it again for the I next I experienced steps. that one time. In second grade, <laughs> when I jumped off the monkey bars backwards, yeah, yeah. and ever since then, I said mm-hmm. never again. Yeah, my I, body would not like to do that ever again. I um I fucked up my ankles pretty good in dance, Oof. and so they do that a lot. They're like, I don't even feel pain. I'm dead <laughs> basically. inside. Basically, Whereas mine are like, no, 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 no. I, I did one of those like rolled my ankle so badly that it was like severely sprained and the doctor goes it would actually heal faster if you just broke it <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ because it will still sometimes just roll on its own yeah you've seen it actually we're oh, walking yeah. the dog and i like rolled there it is like yeah. completely more than 90 degrees and you're like that does that's not normal <laughs> ankles don't do that i'm like mine does it's fine uh, let me tell you a story that will explain who I am when it comes to physical activity or strenuous physical activity. We went snowboarding one time. I went down the slope once successfully. Yes. And then towards the bottom, went to get up, sprained my ankle and went, never again. (laughs) So I have snowboarded exactly once times down once hills and I've done it and I'm done. Um, I'm what you might call, say, stubborn. (laughs) Um, So you have, I'm sure you have even seen me do this where I get into something and I'm like, oh, I should have stopped a while ago, but I'm here now and I'm determined to fucking finish. I will brute force my way through this. I will brute force to the end and I will pay for it. Don't talk to me. Don't point out what I'm doing. Just fucking let me finish because I'm going to. Do you remember that episode of the Gilmore Girls with the dance marathon? Yes. When Bambette and Maury go yeah. out, they dance like half a song and then Bambette goes, I'm done. Yep. That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> 
Although I do love to dance, so I'll fucking dance my face off. You've seen me literally carry a heavy box of IKEA shelves because uh-huh. it's like, well, there's 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 an odd number of us, so I'm just gonna lift this up the <laughs> stairs on my own. Like Wonder Woman. This is why we're friends. So at another door, yes, uh, Lauren and his Marines have been there trying to get in since the power went out. Mm. Um, obviously, to them, most likely this will end in C4 in an explosion. I mean, the answer <laughs> to all of the world's problems is C4. Yeah. I mean, we're not there yet. John is constantly looking around thinking that he's missing something. But I do love how it's like, well, this is obviously going to end with up blowing up the door. Yeah. Can I just do it now? Let's just work through our due diligence to yeah. say we did. Yeah. Um, John gets to McKay's lab. He's already up and running there. John was right. Someone took over Atlantis. A bunch of critical systems have been set to read only for McKay. Hmm. Um, and those are even the ones he could get access to at all. Yeah. Uh, Zelenka shows up then. And he was able to get at least some of the transporters working. <laughs> I <do> like how <laughs> concerned Rodney is with how fast everyone can get upstairs. Yeah, I know. He's like, how did you do this? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I got the transporter working. Yeah. Ta da. Uh huh. Also, I apologize for that sound. It also pissed off Kaylee. <laughs> it just had to be done. Um, and uh, unfortunately, not the one in the gate room that one has a lockout code and would also render most of this episode moot. Yep. A moose opinion. Uh-huh. A cow's opinion. Um, so that's when John remembers that they have surveillance cameras up there in oh, the gate yeah. room and the control room and uh-huh. they aren't critical systems, so... Is that better or worse, to not be able to get somewhere and watch shit hit the fan? Okay. Probably, as much as it sucks, probably better, because at least you know what's going on that's up true. there. That's true. Um... And they are very surprised to find a jumper parked in the middle of the gate room because mm. that is not where jumpers go. That is a no jumper parking zone. Yes. And in the control room, there's a bunch of people they don't know. They're not from Atlantis. And in Mulsey's office, there's just an unconscious Taylor thrown on a chair. I thank God that she's like lying weirdly. So they're not like, did she just fall asleep in there? It makes me think <laughs> this is going to make take a dark turn, but it's what it reminded me of. And I'm sorry. A friend of my, a friend of my parents when we were little. Yeah. A friend, well, one of their friends, uh, the, um, like a couple friends. The wife had an aneurysm. Yeah. And she she was like, I have a migraine. I'm going to go lie down. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she didn't make it to the bed, thankfully. Thankfully, yeah. Because if she had, her husband would have been like, oh, she's well, sleeping. she's napping. Yeah. And then brain aneurysm, no good. No good. So at least Taylor's not, they're not like, well, she was walking the baby around. Maybe she <laughs> fell asleep. Anyway. Uh, just fell asleep in Woolsey's office. Yeah, yeah. She's like, fine. Because I imagine as a parent, you're like, I'll fucking take it. You're sleeping? <laughs> okay, we're sleeping. Woolsey's not going to care. No. In fact, though, even if Woolsey cares, he'd be so like, I don't know what to do. That yeah, it's just like, fine. I'll work over here. Yeah, I guess I'm not working in my office. Today. I guess I'm working in the Taylor's room today. <laughs> We're training. Um, and we cut next to Taylor waking up. Torin is sleeping on a chair next to her as she quickly goes to grab her son. <laughs> I do like that. Instead of using a fake baby, we just have like a bundled up towel. Oh, yeah. Of, like, there a baby there. Oh, you can clearly tell when there's a baby there <laughs> and when there's there. not. <laughs> no baby there. Right there. That's, that towel is baby. 
Like, I feel like they had used a prop while the actual baby yeah. needed to eat. They're like, ah, oh, fuck it, just roll. Well, it's also, it's also like, when there's not the actual human child there, Yeah, the baby is half the size. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, they would, for blocking and lighting purposes, they would have this, like, towel out. Because it's not even a full blanket. No, it's not. And so, you know, babies don't have the same work hours that humans do. And so, you know, they're probably out changing the baby's diaper. They're like, ah, fuck it, roll. I mean, also, you can, babies only get so much time. I think they're twins, like most things. Usually because they, yeah, they Be- can't work as long. I just, that's not, sure. Baby, <laughs> quote unquote, baby. And we see on the security cameras, Michael walk into the room. The boys see him as well. Yep. Taylor eventually does when she turns around. Mm-hmm. And I will say he's not quite looking as healthy as the last time we saw him. Yeah. Almost a little more human, pale. Uh-huh. Blood vessels don't, shouldn't pop out like that. Yeah. He's not a girl. He's not yet a woman. And, uh, and you know, Taylor's like, how did you get here? Yeah. Oh, remember the whole missing puddle jumper at the start of the season? Ah, uh, yes. That just disappeared? Uh-huh. And by disappeared, we assumed Michael stole. Yep. And all the information that was on it, including how to infiltrate the base. Yay. Good thing we put all that information on our jumpers. Yep. And we flash back to right as Woolsey gives Ronan the voice recorder. Uh-huh. Right after where we saw the scene cut, they have an unscheduled off-world activation. Woolsey and Ronan head out. Yes, the shield is up, but Banks gets Major Nelson's IDC. Yep. And he's not due back till tomorrow, but Woolsey drops Weird. the shield. Weird. Yep. And through the gate comes Puddle Jumper. It parks in the middle of the room, not going to the jumper bay. So that's not right. <laughs> and when no Major, Major Nelson answers and instead spit up a force field, everyone's confused. And Ronan's like, you all fuck. Get fuck out. Get Go. out. Go. Yeah. Bad. Bad. Yeah. Listen to me. But it's too late as the field actually grows and fills the room and it's not a force field. It's a big old boom. It's a knock everyone on their ass field. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to make husband DM Jesse watch this. Yep. Because I need one of these. Oh. Well, in my spells. Well, you can make a spell one, but we could also work spells and mechanical combined to make a physical one, too. I mean, that would be fun, too. Yeah. Because we do know that my character has a history of booming people. You do. Um, Big boom. Lots of people. And this people. is true. My character is a little more explosion friendly. I want a big boom yeah. just to knock people out. But together, we can make a big boom to knock together people out. Together, we can make a big boom. <laughs> And so very calmly... That's the name of our album. Together we can make a big boom. Yep. It's a, it's a duet. Yes. And then calmly and coolly out of the back of the jumper walks Michael and his hybrids. They drag everyone out of the control room while Michael locks the doors, which, by the way, one of his hybrids is in, like, Grandpa Art Dad sweater. I don't yeah. know if you noticed that. <laughs> I did not. Shit. He has, so it actually goes more into like vaguely like tunicky. Okay, yes, I do know who you're talking about yeah, now. But because the, you said Art Dad and I thought Mr. Rogers, no, but now I know what no, you mean. I mean Liam fucking O'Brien yes, Art Dad sweater. Yes, 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 yes. Like the top of it, it's, it's, an, it's Art, I'm calling him Art Dad. Art Dad. So Art Dad, Art Dad hybrid, got it. Yes, mm-hmm. Art Dad hybrid. 
Um, ADH. It's a little disjointed costume wise, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Because you know I love a sweater moment. Uh huh. And just as McKay and Zelenka guess they are using their own ship as an external power source, and their um, stun bubble is extended two levels below them. So now Great. Michael says they can get to work. Oh, good time. And the president Taylor's like, get to work on what? Yeah. Uh, oh, Michael forgot to congratulate Taylor on Ew. the baby. His parts are so creepy. What's what's his name? That's and Taylor Nanya. Taylor's like, fuck you. Yeah. His name is fuck you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he freely tells Taylor his plan. They're gonna blow Atlantis up. Cool. Um, once the self-destruct is started, we'll leave. Yep. Um, but I mean Atlantis deserves to be blown up. Yeah. yeah it yeah. deserves to no longer exist, at least in Michael's view. But don't worry, your baby will be safe. <laughs> she reminds him that he's not fucking taking her child. Yeah, that child is leaving Taylor over her whole ass dead body. And you know what? Maybe even not that, because Taylor will come back and haunt your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Look, this is a dark. Again, I keep going dark today. It's fine. Taylor knows what it means for Michael to have her baby. Yeah. If push comes to shove, yeah. Taylor's going out with her and baby. Yeah. Because Michael cannot have babies. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that got dark. Let's yeah, keep moving. It's, there's, there's no way. Um, Because we know how important he is to Michael. The genetic gift he has will allow Michael to better control his legion of hybrids in order to ensure the security and continuous stability the empire will be reorganized into the first galactic empire got it Fuhrer. for the safe and secure society Blech. as palpatine would say big nopes and taylor's like yeah let me tell you how that's not gonna happen yeah and also let me tell you how you're not gonna leave atlantis alive never ever ever getting near my baby and Michael's had enough and just starts, like, physically being intimidating, walking up to her. Yeah. And even Torin is waking up from the smell of bullshit in the room. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I like that you hear him, but he's not, like, terror crying. He's, like, protesting. Yeah. That's he's, what he's like, like, I'm not okay with all of this. He's just waking up going, why does... Do you smell bad, dude? Yeah. And this is coming from someone who still shits their pants. I'm literally wearing shit. <laughs> This is kind of someone who wears shit for a living. Um, Michael is upset and angry now. He's like, do you think you weakened me? Like, you tore down all I made, but you can't weaken my resolve. I'm actually stronger now. Than yesterday. <laughs> now it's nothing but a, my, my loneliness ain't killing me. And then he dance battles. Yeah. Sorry. I would love to see a dance battle, Michael. Yep. To stronger. Um, AKA, he's just more pissed off at Atlantis. <laughs> which is why we're here. He has control of the city where you people ended his life. And now it is fitting that he extinguishes this blight from the galaxy once and for all. You're being a little. I would say he's being a little dramatic. But, but... he's also not wrong about the you ended my life in Cosmos. They definitely caused this. Yes. But the emo approach isn't really working in your favor. No. Now, it's shitty coming from us, but dude, you need some therapy and help to get over this traumatic thing that we did to you. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things where it's like, you're not wrong. However, you're coming 
you are overemphasizing. You're coming in hot. So the yeah. ground that you're standing on trying to say these words is not quite equivalent. Yeah. Um, so Lord is now in the lab mm-hmm. uh, with science bros watching all of this on camera. And yes, everyone thought he was dead, but no, he's a fucking cockroach. And John comes in fully geared up with more men. Yep. Lauren and John are going to lead two teams coming back in the control room from two different sides, blast the doors open, head up. Zelenka's going to stay here, do what he does. Strike teams, do your jobs. And John emphasizes, they are not giving Michael any quarters. If you get a shot, you take it and you make sure he's dead. Yeah. John's not fucking playing games anymore. No, no, no. No We're trying to, to like turn Michael. No trying to do any of this shit. Michael's not leaving this fucking base alive. Yep. Makes sense to me. Not only has he come back or all this kind of stuff, but he's clearly fucking threatening Taylor and her baby. Yeah. <laughs> that is too far. Yeah. Yeah. So, not shockingly, the first of the people from the control room to wake up is Ronan. I do like that later on in this episode, yeah. t- Ronan reminds them how big and bad he is because yes. he was the worst to wake up. Yes. Anyway, that's all. Uh, he has a headache, uh, mm-hmm. but the pain of having his blaster that with him is worse. Oh, yeah. 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 It's his and baby. And no, the door does not open, so what now? Yeah. Ronan and his blaster are like Indiana Jones in his hat. Yes. Like, you don't split the man from his blaster. You That's don't. his baby. You have it's you might as well just cut off his arm. Yep. So Artad Hybrid pulls Michael aside. They yeah. can't quite get the self-destruct to turn on. Yep. Uh, the encryption as a McKay level of encryption. Uh-huh. And we're not that good. Yeah. As much as I don't want to admit it, I am not their crazy scientist man. No. So they've tried math things, but like nothing so far is working. They're going to keep at it for as long as it takes. Um, I mean, look, they're going to work. They're going to get up here at some point. Like we can't keep the people out of the control room for that yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like clearly they're not happy that we're here. Can, yeah. Can we just GTFO with this baby? And and Michael's can like, can this just be a, a baby heist? Yeah, can just a baby heist. Do we need? Have you ever heard of the story of the Lindbergh baby? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, and and Michael's like, yeah, well, they're gonna get up here. Of course they are. But yeah. you're gonna have the self destruct figured out by then, aren't you? And he's like, again, um, we have the baby. That's why we came. Let's baby. And go. But no, Michael has a white whale. Oh, yeah. Its name is Atlantis. Yeah. And he wants to kill it. Uh-huh. Um, and again, our dad's like, I want you to read this book. <laughs> it's by Herman Melville. Yeah. There's a captain here I think you might relate to. And he turns back to Woolsey's office and Taylor and Taylor's like, problems? <laughs> um, you do know that John's... I do like this story we're playing for for dad, art dad yeah. hybrid, where he's really into human and, and really <laughs> yeah. American pop culture. Yeah. Or, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> he's read all these cool books. Yeah, yeah anyway. 100%. Um, and... Secretly, he calls Michael Frankenstein's monster. He does, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and Taylor just snarks like you do know John's making plans to take the control room back right Michael's like oh he's probably fucking about to storm the castle like I know this by the way Rachel's arms are fucking amazing yeah this woman ain't fucking around 
I love strong arms. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of, C4 is set. Both teams are ready for big bada boom. Mm-hmm. So they do get access to the stairwells and they start climbing, which is why is McKay second in line when he has no gun? I don't know. I don't. I think he's there precisely for what happens later. Yes. So he, he is our little, my, our Melpy. He's a little, he's a little Melpy, a little yeah. R2. He yeah. tells John to pause because he has an energy reading. Yeah. And until he knows what it is, he doesn't think they should continue. It's like when your tiny, um, tiny gnomey body. Yeah. Is the one who has the best investigate. So they yep. have to go in front. Yep. But they're not exactly the fighty. I'm not. Tiny. A, my, my, my Nomi is not a fighty. Uh, she so, does not have. She has the least amount of hit points of the entire group. Yeah. So the giant. Yeah. Beast of a Goliath yeah. must go with them. But mm-hmm. they do have to be in front. Because yes. they're doing the investigating things. Well, one is investigating. The other is protection. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um And. By the time, though, they try to radio Lauren, they've discovered what it is by Lauren running into it. Yeah. <laughs> he reaches for his radio after hearing his name. But that's the moment he climbs one too many stairs in the top of his head, hits the stun bubble, Oof. and he just drops. And thankfully, his men catch him. Yeah. And thankfully, confirming down the stairs. he's yeah. not dead. Yeah. John has him fall back. And McKay knows that, you know, Michael is nothing if not annoyingly industrious. Yeah. Um, we did this. And so now they know the next step is to disable this stun bubble. They don't know how, but they yeah. need to. This is where I wrote blah, 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 science. Science. So back at science camp, um, they have been able to figure out that Michael combined the Wraith stun pulse from like the Wraith stunners and yeah. mixed it with the Puddle Jumper's cloak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a stun bubble. I do prefer McKay's term or Zelenka's term, and we're going to stick with it. Uh-huh. Either way, while it's up, they can't get in. John just wants to know how to turn it off. And McKay's like, well, I didn't tell you how to turn it off because I don't know yet. Uh-huh. Otherwise, I would have told you. Yeah. Duh. Uh, McKay- uh, Michael is using the jumper as a battery for the control room and the stun bubble. And I love, seriously, McKay, like, we're with Link on the naming department. They yeah. bicker back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Not the time or place. Uh, so it turns out, but they it have also to... it's always the time and place it is. for those two. They're like... they're just like I don't care who's dying. <laughs> no, this is what we do. This is how we this love is team. how we do. Yeah, this is how we do it. <laughs> so they have to turn the jumper off or override the mainframe lockouts um, that Michael put in place. John asks how that's going, and McKay's like, "It's not." Yeah. Yet, Zelenka yeah. adds. Yep. <laughs> um elsewhere mr i am bigger than air yeah. ronan dex i wrote literally wrote ronan remains larger than air <laughs> trying to muscle open the door uh-huh uh, amelia banks is the next to wake up and uh, ronan yes. gives her the ronan version of what just happened uh-huh. which in reality they don't actually know they just know they were knocked out no i feel like the ronan version is pretty good for amelia though yeah. i feel like she's like if she had to deal with McKay, uh, she'd be like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm just going to go back to sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does go help her up, knowing everyone else will wake up soon because everyone has different levels of resistance. Uh-huh. Ronan's I, am, like, I am the most resistant. He's like, I've been, do you know how many times I've been knocked out by stunners? He kind of, a little bit, he turns into like Drax. Yeah. You are all down because <laughs> I am amazing and not down. 
Well, I also get the vibe of at some point, like, we already know it takes more stunner blasts to hit True. Ronin. Yeah. He's like, he's just taking a bunch of what he, was... Yeah, he's got the resistance you were talking about. Well, I was more going of uh, from Princess Bride, Iocane powder. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just had a lot of... It's just a Ronin shooting himself with yeah. a Wraith stunner. Yeah. Sit all day long. When he's bored. Just for funsies. Yeah. yeah. Just to feel something, he'll stun himself. <laughs> also dark. <laughs> yeah, a little bit emo. Um, he knows Amelia has skills, and he's like, can you open the door? Um, I want to know who did this. And they did not take away her tinkering tools, thankfully. Yep. And so she sets to work. You want to know why my Sam the Gnome hides your tinkering tools? Yeah. The shit's why. Yeah. So back in the Chakra room, Art Dad has nothing. And mm. you can tell Michael is getting impatient. Yep. In Woolsey's office, Taylor had spots the radio sitting on Woolsey's desk. And she tries to go for it, but Michael's there behind her, reminding her that there was a time that Taylor understood him. Ugh. You know, he's thought about it. Oh, and he's like this willing to be kind to her in return. He'll let her come and care for her own child, and Michael will take care of both of them. Nope, 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 nope. I'm with Taylor. Nope, she would nope, rather nope, die. Nope, nope, nope. Absolutely no trust in him. Yeah. That shit's not happening. Let me tell you how much that's not happening. Yeah. Again, he raises his voice in frustration that she doesn't understand that he, you know, became this out of necessity. He needed to survive. Taylor's like, no, that's fucking vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. It is tough. It is tough that... This is coming from the people who did this to him. Yeah. But it is what you do. And like, that is the right thing to say in the moment. It's like, look, you can look for vengeance or yeah. you can find peace. Yeah. But it's very shitty that it's the same people who did you it. You can also look for justice. Uh-huh. Like he goes, he goes, don't you punish criminals on your world? Don't you seek justice? And he's like, she's like, fucking Batman over here. This isn't justice. Yeah. Like, killing you... everyone on this city is not justice. Not only killing everyone in the city, but you've been killing millions across the galaxy. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not fucking justice. That's, this is looking for an excuse to kill millions of people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, because there is a time, there is a way that you could seek justice for what the people on Atlantis did to you. Yeah. Um, he retorts that, you know, they, you know, none of those people would be dead if you didn't experiment on me. So all this blood is on you. The blood is on your hands. He is very dramatic. He is very dramatic. Uh, -huh. uh and after this quiet moment of standoff, knowing that neither one of them is going to change the mind of the other in the slightest. Or go along with the other person. Michael just tells her that you have options. You mm -hmm. can either come with me and live or stay here and die. Either way, I'm taking your child. Nope. I'm like, dude, that you are signing your own fucking death warrant. You're just, you might as well just hand her a blaster and yeah. let her kill you. There is a way, Michael, that you could have taken your... You escaped earlier in the season. There's a way that you could have just gone off onto a planet and lived the quietly for the rest of your life. Yep. And they would not have come after you or found you. If you take this child, they will... There's your, nowhere you done. can hide. You've done this. Yeah. You... Yeah. In the lab. Your need for vengeance is your death. Yes. Yeah. In the lab, uh, John has a plan after a gnome's own heart. Let's just blow up the jumper. Yep. 
I mean, that would cut the power and disable the stun bubble, right? And they're like, yeah, that's that's a, that's a great plan. Um, big explosion. Uh, how do you want to explode the jumper inside the stun bubble? He's like, that's a drone. It's easy. Yep. Yeah, we can't power the fancy chair that has the drones. Mm. Okay, so let's just get a jumper. Yep. Okay, well, the jumpers are above the control room. Mm. And we can't get there. Interesting, interesting. Sounds like there's other jumpers in the underwater bay. Like, we'll just take it up out of the water, fly yep. up, hit the bad jumper through the window, big bada boom. Mm-hmm. Okay, suddenly is not good with this. It's, it's a great it's a great plan. Um, it's, uh, you know, small problem. You know, the bay only has a couple... Jumpers in it. John's like, we only need one. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, Zelenka, either not realizing McKay's issues or my thoughts is not caring. Yeah. Um, this is most likely a case where Zelenka has been telling him for the past two years he probably needs to get on this. Uh, yeah. Didn't want to do his own work for him. Points very clearly out to John that those jumpers were damaged in the flood and neither of them can fly. Mm-hmm. John's like, that's not an issue. It was two years ago. McKay fixed him already. Yep. And after reading the look on McKay's face, John realizes that no. <coughs> this McKay... is where I've never been more angry <laughs> at Rodney McKay. <laughs> the fact that John doesn't throttle him there goes to show you what a better human being he is than I am. I mean, because. I'm all for, like, your quirky thing, you get into your stuff, but you fucking do the work that is required of you. I mean, they were next on the list. Yeah. But they, how long has that been? Two years. Yeah. I'm so pissed. I don't want to know what McKay's to-do list looks like on a day-to-day basis. I don't give a fuck what his to-do list looks like. If he, this is Project Manager Race coming out (laughs) to fight. I'm channeling. Here's... Most likely what I would have done. Uh Because I can fully acknowledge there is a very good chance that McKay has a very long to-do list. Yeah. And because we already know I work very much like McKay, like after the first month, it keeps getting pushed down the priority list. And at some point, it's so far down your list and the list is so long that like it gets lost. However, the way you go about that is if you know you're not going to get around to fixing all the jumpers in the bay very soon, just fucking fix one of them. And yes. then get around to the other one later. And let someone know. <laughs> Just let someone know. I cannot get around to fixing the jumpers. Or you have Be- a lot of fun tasking your underlings to go do shit. Be like, here's a challenge for you. I'm not going to get around to it for at least a year. Go fucking yeah. fix that jumper. And if you don't have a fix in a year, it's I'll not fix the, it. It's not the not doing it alone. It's the not doing it and not telling anyone. That's the part. Because... Yeah. There are plenty of... Pro- In fact, there's a project recently yeah. that I had to share with the room. I was like, y'all, we're not fucking touching that project for like two months. Yeah. So know that if something comes up with that project, do you just make it my problem because I have not touched it in two months and we're not going to touch it for a while. Yeah. That's more the problem to me is that he just hid it. Because if he had shared it with the group... Like, he either could have gotten help. Like he's not going to do that. I am so mad at him for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all. Also, I've never, never, I've never, again, I am McKay. No, but I, I want 
to give you a little more credit, though, because you're not going to hide it and lie. I'm not going to hide it and lie. But here's the thing. I legit don't think he hid it and lied is my point. Okay. The point I'm saying is McKay's to-do list, I have a hunch, is so long. Yeah. After the first month, because he kept going, I don't have to get to that today. I don't have to get to that today. I don't have to get to that and today. And that might be John's problem is he didn't give him a due date. That, and so it fell down the list. And I'm not saying he hid it. Yeah. I'm saying he legitimately, after a month, forgot about it. Yeah. And like other shit just kept going at the top of the yeah. to-do and list. And that falls on John to is like, hey, I need this done yeah. by this time. And so there is probably... Uh, like dozens upon dozens upon dozens of things that are on that to-do list that have been completely forgotten about. Yeah, because I will say in fairness that I think I do a pretty good job of being like, hey, Nixie, this has to happen by this day. Yeah, because otherwise I'm... My, yeah, because you've got a to-do list that goes for days. It's a to-do list. So I look at every morning and I'm like, these are the things I need to do today. And these are the things I'll forget about. I guarantee you that McKay, it, he wasn't even considering it. It wasn't until John Shepard mentioned the underwater jumper bait and that he, he like, went, oh, oh no, fuck. Nah, that's not happening. Yeah, it's fair. I didn't do that, did uh, I? Okay. That's what I'm saying. That's why I feel yeah, like yeah, McKay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, new plans. Lenka's going to stay working here. McKay's going to go with John to the underwater jumper bay to see if they can get either one of them to fly. And yes, there was a transporter taken most of the way, and Zelenka's left with a smug grin on his face because I'm pretty sure Zelenka's known about them the whole yep. time. Yep. And be like, that's not my thing to do. Uh huh. I've you, been trying to tell you him. You did this. Yeah. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Banks is just getting the door open. Yep. There is a hybrid keeping guard outside, about Ronan size. Uh huh. They start to tussle, both getting some good elbows and hits in. Eventually, the hybrid picks him up and, like, tries to throw him across yep. and gets a couple shots in. Oh, but then... Uh-huh. Amelia Banks reminds... Amelia the badass. The hybrid, not to forget about her, and yeah. just takes care of the situation she with knows some what fantastic she's doing. kicks, hits, spins, until Ronan can run and slide and get the hybrid stunner to knock him out. Doing it. Doing it. Ronan's impressed. Yeah. And wondering why he didn't already know that Banks could fight. And she's like, well, five years of kickboxing. kickboxing. Uh-huh. It's really impressive even for five years of that. Like, I feel like she's pretty good. Well, I also have a hunch that when you're stationed on Atlantis. Yeah. You have more of your free time will be dedicated yeah, to, stuff to training. Like that. Yeah. So I think it's five years for her, but it's probably like. 10 years of an average person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, that makes me really want to start kickboxing. Kickboxing is fun. I have tried it. It is fun. I've done it for a few months before, but I was much younger at the time. It it becomes very clear when I do stuff like that, that I'm not someone I feel like. I feel like I am not someone who in my day-to-day basis you would look at and go, oh, you had almost two decades of dance training. Yeah. I feel like if I tried to do something like kickboxing, uh-huh. it would suddenly be like, you've had dance training. It's like when the ice skater joins the Mighty Ducks. Yes. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Whereas I just like violence. <laughs> and they're like, calm down. It's a dummy. <laughs> well, that's what the dummy's there for. Yeah. I like kick, but with a turnout. Yeah, yeah. Like, even in modern things where you had to, like, do some awkward, like, flex foot sort of, it, 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 didn't, it didn't work well for Not me. Not for you. 
We'll have to do it. Wolsey and the others start waking up now as well. Mm -hmm. So Ronan goes out scouting on his own with their one weapon so far, Mm -hmm. running some intel on what's going on, rolling very high in stealth, and really making his way almost completely around the jumper to see fully what's going on. Yep. When he gets back to the room with everyone else, he fully fills them in on the situation, Michael, hybrids, all that jazz. Yes. Really hasn't know, doesn't know how many hybrids are with him. If there was only ones that could fit in the jumper, if others came through through the wormhole. Obviously, the wormhole has not been ad- activated since then to bring more through for right. reasons we will discover later right. in the episode. Yep. So Woolsey suggests getting to the armory and retaking the gate room. It's fine. <coughs> Which clearly is not in his skill set, but Ronan is ready and willing to lead that without hesitation. Yeah. He picks two, obviously military because of the black on their uh, jackets to come with them. Tells mm-hmm. Banks to stay here, keep the people calm. And if any hybrids show up, do that thing with the kicking and the spinning. Yeah. Be fancy. As they're making their way, they hear <laughs> talking and Ronan sneaks ahead to hear Art Dad tell Michael up on the walkway that they were able to get the self-destruct up and working. Oh, that's not good. So they're going to leave now, but he wants to flip back to Atlantis Power at the perfectly timed moment before they leave so they can't disarm the self-destruct. Yikes. Ronan hears this, sneaks back, change plans. They're no longer bringing Woolsey along on this yeah. mission. And politely, in a way of, I don't know why the fuck you followed us in the first place, yeah. is like, please go back. I'll, I'll give Woolsey credit for wanting to get the information, being like, I'm the leader of this yeah. thing. But yes. No, you're I really no, you're appreciate place. Ronan's politeness. Please go back. <laughs> this is not a request. Please let me do what I do. Yeah. You do what you do, and I do what I do. Yep. Also, I apologize for our like distance coughing. Having extremely spicy, very, oh, very yeah. carbonated ginger beer is not a good thing to do when you're recording, and we didn't think of it. We've learned our lesson, probably not. So <laughs> probably not. <laughs> so Taylor finally has a moment to grab Wolsey's radio and try to call John. Nothing. Yeah. Um in that moment, Ronan just bursts up the stairs to control room, firing up hesitation. Yeah. Quickly, one of his two red shirts goes down, taking a shot that was aimed for Ronan, and uh-huh. he uses the consoles in the room to get cover as he goes to town. Yeah, he just goes full rage. Full rage. Uh, Taylor hears this because he's not like she's far away. Yeah. Uh, and Ronan goes straight after Michael. Yeah. Uh, Zelenka sees this on security camera and radios John, filling him on what uh-huh. Ronan is up to, which is great. They're almost at the jumper bay. Keep him posted. Yep. Taylor again watches as Ronan just all out. We know how Ronan feels about Michael. Yes. And he sees Taylor there with Torin and tells her to run. Yeah. And she does. And as the two two continue to brutally fight each other. At it's one pretty point, gnarly. Yeah. He does the like for Sparta leap and punch down. Yes. Yeah. I like it. It's a really good fight. It's a great. There, there's two really fucking awesome fights in this episode. Yeah. This yeah. is the first. Um, so she quickly runs into Woolsey and updates him on how badly Ronan needs help. Um, a hybrid fires at them from a distance as they run. We cut back to Ronan and Michael. Ronan's back is to the overlook railing by the gate. Yes. And Michael goes and gets like this great round kick and punch at him. And he goes flying off the balcony. Oof. Landing on the stairs. That's got to feel great on your back. Oh, fine. And just rolls off. And Ronan does not move. I feel like Ronan's 
been fighting for so long that instinctually when his body goes unconscious, his vertebrae protect themselves. (laughs) They're like, hey, we're down, we're down, we're down. Protect, protect. He just turns himself into a little ball. Yep. Yep. So John and McKay are to the underwater jumper bay and Zelenka is filling John in on what happens and Uh will update him if Ronan wakes up. And as for the jumpers, both are toast. One is completely dead, no power. The other has power, but that's it. No drive pods or drones. Yeah. So basically, John is asking him to harvest parts from both jumpers, yeah. cobble them together, make and one, one working, working jumper. Yeah. It's doubtfully possible. But you're telling me there's a chance. Yep. <laughs> I love so it. get to it. You'll need what, like 15 minutes to uh-huh, be fine? He, yeah. You, you, I'm giving you he like 10. Out. Yeah. Leaving McKay to just curse while he gets back to work. And I love the computer falls off the dash. And I really hope that just happened on one take and they went with it. I feel like McKay is having that moment when you had all semester to work on a project and you just didn't, you Uh just didn't, you just didn't. And it is now the night before. And so part of it is, is like the pressure of the situation, but part of it's also like, Fuck, if I'd just done this, I wouldn't have to be doing this right now. I'll totally learn this lesson for I'm the next I'm going to learn project. this lesson for never again. <laughs> <laughs> so I do relate to him that uh-huh, way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Woolsey and Taylor are running uh, to get to the transporter, which obviously doesn't work. Uh, Taylor wants to get back to the control room and Woolsey wants to get weapons first. So yeah. to the stairwell. Taylor's running ahead, baby cradle to her body. Woolsey's like, please let me lead. Seriously. Or, not- or let him hold the baby. Well, let's not have the baby that everyone is after front and center Don't of this lead. party. Don't- the baby should not be leading this. <laughs> Just putting that out there. That baby has like a negative perception. One hit point, baby. <laughs> baby have one hit point. It, uh, the way armor t- class no i will say the way that taylor is is cradling him at least half cover he's he does have half cover <laughs> <laughs> the blanket gives him like the baby has half cover is uh yeah yeah it's a bulletproof blanket it's like 10 a 10 yeah, AC. yeah yeah um and so i'll remember it to tell yeah <laughs> i will and it's a good thing because as they run to the stairs it's a reverse what happened to lauren Woolsey's feet touch the stun bubble and he falls through completely yeah. knocked unconscious <laughs> Fucking again. hell. Yeah. <laughs> I do like how well these gentlemen take falls. I know. So like, <laughs> listen, I am working on teaching myself how to fall. Yeah. I know that sounds weird. No, I get it. But uh, it is not easy. No, they no. probably have a ton of pads. They do. But I get it's not easy because I am fucking terrified of falling i uh i'm having this is gonna sound really strange because i'm not so old that i should be doing this but i'm having jesse teach me how to fall because when my mom was younger when she was close to my age my mom fell and messed up both of her knees enough to need surgery yeah and i thought i should learn how to fall so that if i ever fall like my mom did i don't at least fuck up my knees i mean it's a good it's a good thing to know how to do this yeah i'm gonna i'm me i'm awkward things are gonna get weird yeah and sometimes i i my feet are not the right size for my shoes and i trip and things of that sort so if i'm gonna fall it's inevitable that I fall. Yeah. I might as well learn to do it. Exactly. Well. Yeah. I will do everything 
in my power to not fall, which frequently causes me more damage. Yeah. Yeah. Than just falling. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. But I have. So here's it's it's like I don't have a fear of heights. Yeah. I have a fear of falling. It's yeah. why I'm terrified of ladders. <laughs> It's I not should, the height but that's I the issue. It's healthy. That's a healthy fear. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Okay. So. Woolsey's down. Woolsey's down. Um. And this baby. Okay. This baby is still sleeping. Uh huh. Only Taylor's child would be fine running for their lives, thinking yeah. that this is just calming. It's just fun. This is like when mom bounces. Me. Yeah. It's like when your dog gets loose and you're chasing it. And yeah. he's like, this is so much fun. So and much you're fun. like, you're going to die. Come back in the house <laughs> and out of the street. And they're like, play with me. <laughs> Come get me. Yeah. Taylor knows there's nothing she can do and continues running, stopping when she sees a hybrid coming. So she reverses, yeah. runs back to where she came. The hybrid sees Woolsey on the ground at the base of the stairs, turns around, and Taylor, right there, in a not-my-son-you-bitch uh-huh. moment, yeah. kicks his ass down through the stun bubble, baby yep. in her arms, as yeah. she literally kicks ass. I like that she's, like, literally, like, no-handed kicking ass. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Got my hands full. So she continues She's to- literally going, somebody hold my baby so I can fight this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I don't even need anyone to hold my baby yeah. while I fight this mother. She, yeah. This child is still safer in my arms while hold I fight you. Hold my bag, you. bitch. And by bag, I mean my baby. Yeah. <laughs> she continues to run, again hiding from hybrids, eventually finding a Jeffrey's tube to hide in for uh-huh. her and Torin. <laughs> as, as she gets it closed again right as the hybrid turns the corner. Yep. And that's when the baby decides to cry because they're standing still and no longer running. He's like, that's right, motherfucker. But the hybrid here is it, but not enough for him to do anything more than pause. Mm-hmm. Down with the jumpers, they have the drive pods up and running, power and lights on, life support, and that's about when the good news ends. McKay yeah. still cannot get weapons, which is like the key thing that they need. Yeah, you kind of need a little bit to be able Drums. to fight. Yep. Mm-hmm. So up in the control room, Michael is not happy to hear that they lost the whole reason they fucking came to Atlantis. And I feel have- like he needed to do a better job on his hybrids. Like, none of them... They're a little bit apathetic. Well, that's why he needs the baby. Yeah. They're just kind of like, meh. Um, so they have we no... we would have been fine just going to that deserted planet. Yeah. Yeah. They have no clue where Taylor the kid is. And it's like she just disappeared. And he's pissed. Mm-hmm. He's pissed. He knows that Taylor knows the city and is hiding somewhere fucking toying with him. And he hurls the computer across the room. Yep. The hybrids are like, we're just back up slowly. And we'll keep looking. And yeah. please, I don't want to be here anymore. Man, I should have never volunteered for this mission. Michael will do this himself. He plans to flush her out. Yep. And he activates the self-destruct. Ten minutes to midnight. <laughs> we hear every, every we hear the alarm everywhere, including down the jumper bay. Yeah. Remember, John and McKay don't know the self-destruct part of the plan. Yeah. So they just know the self-destruct is activated yep. and McKay can tell it's for 10 minutes. Uh-huh. And if McKay can't get the drones working, if he can even get them working, he's going to need more than 10 minutes. And so time's up. John's going to work with what he has. He's going to yep. crash the jumper into the tower. It's the best chance they have right now. Yep. McKay's like, that will take you out too. Yeah. Honestly, this is not first time that John has crashed the jumper into yeah, the tower. Yeah. We'll be fine. He's really enjoys using those jumpers as little weapons. Yes. Yeah. 
They're perfectly shaped. Mm-hmm. Well, this They're time per- is perfectly little melee bombs. Yeah, little melee guys. McKay points out this time is different. There's no inertial dampeners. You have to hit Michael's ship with enough force to actually damage it, and at that speed, like it would be a suicide mission. Which, as a point out, has not stopped John ever. Yes. In fact, that may egg him on. Yeah, he's like, oh, I like these. I haven't felt this feeling in a while. Michael, meanwhile, gets on the city comms Mm -hmm. to talk to Taylor, who hears this in her Jeffrey's tube hiding spot. He knows she can hear him, and she he knows that she knows the self-destruct is set. She has ten minutes to consider his offer. Surrender to him, and he will disarm it. Everyone in the city gets to live. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you and your kid will die with everyone here. So imagine that you were on like a one year tour of Atlantis, right? Yeah. Like you came off world, <laughs> you're due back home tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit, wouldn't your mind be like, fuck, just give him the baby. <laughs> fuck. This sucks. This so sucks. Like, you probably wouldn't be saying it out loud. Yeah, but in your head. But there's a little, I, I, there's at least like 15% of the people are like, fuck. Listen, you think shit in your head way worse than anything you say. Yes, exactly. And That's she all. sits there calming her child with this look of absolute dread and the Sophie's choice uh-huh. on her face. So McCain finishes whatever he was doing. John tells him to have a strike team ready the moment the stun bubble drops. And McKay warns him, don't hit the gas too hard. You're going to flatten like a pancake when you go out into the water. Uh And McKay has this moment where he's he's trying to say goodbye without actually saying goodbye. Yeah. And again, John points out that this is not new. How many fucking suicide missions have I done? Seriously. McKay's lost count. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah. Like I'm very good at these. And I love McKay's moment where instead he just offers his hand and it's like, well, here's to many more suicide yeah, missions I love this. in the yeah. future. I, I really like that moment. If he were erotic, he would have been like with a vodka shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's when Zelenka radios McKay. He's figured out how to override some of Michael's lockouts. Uh-huh. But none of the good ones. None of the good ones. Uh, not the self-destruct. Uh, I can't get the gate room door open. Uh, yeah. Which does no good with the stun bubble in place. Uh-huh. Uh, McKay is very... McKay and John are very frustrated. Yeah. This is one of those situations where they're like, look, we're not mad at you, Zelenka. We're just mad We're at just this. mad at the situation. I don't know anything about moments like this. And you Recently. are strictly the vehicle that I am unleashing my frustration on. I've never been in this situation yesterday. And... <laughs> <laughs> that was not an intentional reference. <laughs> no. I just, that's why I thought it was funny. Yeah. Um, also, we don't have the transporter gate room, and we get a McKay for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's been a while. Uh, Zelenka's sorry. He's doing what he can. Michael just locked all this shit up really good. Um, fine. Can you lower the gate shield? Yep. He's like, yeah, I can do that. That's the key. Bum, John doesn't have to do his kamikaze run. Because remember how close the gate was to the jumper? Yep. So you just have to fly close enough, dial the gate, and with the gate shield lowered, the kawoosh will eat most, if not all, of the ship. Yeah. And John is very happy with this plan, and he goes to run off. And McKay's like, where are you? Wait, where are you going? What are you doing? Yeah. Okay, well, you can fly now. It's flying up and dialing the gate. Yeah. You can handle that. (laughs) That's easy. Yeah. I, my skills are better led leading the strike team. Yeah. 
I'm going to go do the fight parts now. And John reminds him not to hit the gas too hard and don't plant like a pancake. Yeah. And they set up to drop the gate, shield, dial, and on John's mark, he runs off and McKay settles into the pilot seat. Let's do this. In the control room, a hybrid is very worried about time. Mm -hmm. It's like two, I think it's just over two minutes. Mm -hmm. No, it's not two minutes yet. We're getting cut down though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Michael talks over the citywide to Taylor that he doesn't understand why this is an easy choice for her. Mm. If she remains hiding, then she's sentencing her child to death. What kind of mother would do such a thing? What a bitch. Taylor just sits there in pain. So he continues that, you know, your son and everyone else can live. You just have to come with me. Like, I'm not going to harm either you or Atlantis. You have my word. Don't trust him. Finally, Taylor comes over the comms to tell him to turn off the self-destruct. You want me to trust you? Prove you can be trusted. Yep. Turn the self-destruct off and I will come with you. Yep. Mind you, she does not say the baby will come with Yeah. She's absolutely never letting him near that baby. Listen, just put the baby somewhere else and then carry whatever weird fake blanket that you've had. I'm telling you, no one can tell the difference anyway. <laughs> then you can be like, bamboozled, no baby, just blanket. In the stairwell, ready for the attack, John and his team stop right below the stun bubble while McKay's jumper breaks the surface of the water and yeah. heads up to the central tower. It's breaching. Breaching. Like a whale. Yes. Zelenka is also ready. Everything is in place. While Taylor continues talking to Michael, there's two minutes left. Come on. Michael's not going to turn off the self-destruct without Taylor right there in front of him. Yeah. Absolutely not trusting her. And he lets her know that he is leaving her to her fate. Yeah. Don't worry, though. I already stole your baby's DNA. It'll take a little longer. I'll just clone him. It's fine. But I feel like, then why didn't you leave? Literally. Because he can play the long game, but he doesn't want to. Yeah. He wants instantaneous gratification. This is where I agree with his hybrids. His hybrids should have just killed him. Yeah. Like, this dude's just getting us killed for no fucking reason. Exactly. Yeah. And Michael, um, Mike and all the hybrids go to leave while the self-destruct continues. But before they leave, Michael sees Ronan still unconscious and wants one last prize. Again, your vengeance, man, is your doom. I know. McKay in position, Zelenka drops the shield as Michael puts the knife to Ronan's unconscious neck. McKay starts dialing with the gate starting to light up. Michael realizes what's about to happen and all he can do is yell as he sees half of his ship cease to exist and the power go out. I I am going to admit it was a little underwhelming how much of the ship was destroyed. I was like... Okay, That's fine. It? I guess it still doesn't work, but I, I really wanted it to be like and like crackle <laughs> like halfway through it and get real jagged and weird. Anyway, that's all. There is something there is I don't know if it was here, but there is sometimes where I find the underwhelm. Yeah. And like how nonchalantly his plans were destroyed to be satisfying. Oh. Yeah, that's fair. Like, you're not even worth a bigger Exactly. Yeah, that's true. We're saving the drama for shortly. Yeah, I like it. Um, And so the doors open to the gate room. John and his men pour in, um, some getting stunned on the way. Taylor starts to come out of her hiding spot. 
when the jumper was destroyed, not only was the stun bubble taken out, but since the power went out, the self-destruct is now out as well. Because remember, they're going to switch the power back to Atlantis. Yep, the self-destruct yep. was still on the puddle jumper battery. Yes. The generator died. Yes. The self-destruct generator is now dead. Full gunfight in the gate room. Uh-huh. Uh, McKay is heading back. Zelenka is already rebooting the city's power as we get a beautiful night shot of the city lighting up. Yep. John is sneaking around looking for Michael. He is hiding behind the broken jumper and sees him up in the control room, like where he shoved uh, Ronan yeah. off. Takes a couple shots. He gets hit a couple times. Um, Michael gets hit a couple times and goes running. I'm impressed at how quickly Michael's running around. Yeah. He was just downstairs about to take out Ronan. Yeah. Um, and. John sees Ronan on the ground, makes sure that someone goes and helps him. Get a medic. And tells Zelenka to close and lock the jumper bay doors. Yep. Open the jumper bay doors, Hal. I did catch, I did think the same thought. (laughs) I was about to say the same thing. So Taylor finds the room everyone who was originally in the control room are taking shelter in and entrusts Banks with Torin. (laughs) I love that. I, I, it's like, oh, now I see why you didn't give the baby to Woolsey. Yeah. You need to give the baby to someone who can fight without yes. hands. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Other fighter person. Yeah, yeah, Here, yeah. Take my baby, kickbox people away from There's my only baby. so many people she will entrust in this moment yeah. with her baby. Yeah. Because even Ronan, Ronan's not a kicker. No. He's a blaster. Yeah. So it's like, you can't hold my baby and blast. Nope. Two hands yeah. on the baby. Yeah. Two hands on baby all times. Uh, yeah. And um, tells her to make sure no one else leaves and goes running. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, hurt, goes running for a jumper. Yeah. But pauses when he sees the door's iris close. Mm. And John also makes it there, tries to take a couple hits. Yep. Uh, Michael goes and runs up the random spiral walkway. It's time to go to the boss level fight. Yeah. Very top of the city, yo. Uh-huh. Perfect place for this whole battle to end. In the very top of the city, in the winds, in the drama. Uh, Michael sees this. He's a bit cornered and at least tries to hide. And at the very least gets a surprise round on John. Yeah. That pays off. Uh, disarms him, throws John off balance, who falls and manages to catch himself at the very last minute, hanging off an outcropping. Like Nathan fucking Drake. Over the void of the city. Yep. By just his hands and thankfully he's able to use a ledge to sort of save him and start to haul himself he, back He up. found that Naughty Dog Yellow ledge yep. to hang from. 100%. Um, Michael jumps down and they just start an amazing hand-to-hand fight sequence on a narrow ledge this is what i called an epic sky fight yeah we get this amazing drone shot of it it's very cinematic yeah it's it's it looks like also a great little set to fight on too like it looks like a fun set to run around on amazing fight choreography all around good times except for them Mm-hmm. They well, probably... the fact that John's a little bit getting his ass kicked. 100%. That's what I'm saying. It's great all around for us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Michael has, uh, at one point, has him, John on the ground choking him. John reaches up for the bullet wounds. Gets nice. a nice arm there. Nice. They just start to run at each other at one point and jump at the last minute as they collide. <laughs> Heads are being slammed on the metal plating. I just thought of the werewolf vampire fight yeah. in what we do in the shadows that's all <laughs> whereas i thought of um two goalies running at each other at fight night at the joe in the 90s so i feel like that very much encapsulates i like it our minds you should have just thrown a stick off the edge like look it's the baby go catch it 
<laughs> um, and because John and the camera's focus is on them, or I should say um, Michael's focus is on John and the camera's focus is on us, um, everyone misses Taylor joining the fight uh-huh. on the tower and just hits him with a bit of pent-up frustration. Never touch my baby, bitch. And Taylor and John get to knock knock Michael around between them for a bit, just pinball style. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised she doesn't like talk more shit to him. She's beyond talking shit. Mm-hmm. Taylor's not a shit talker, though, either. That's true. I think I would be. We know be you like, would be. You coming for my baby? You still coming for my baby? You think you're coming? See, that's, I think, the difference. I'm a very big talker. Now, I've never been in a fight for my life while someone's trying to take my child, but... Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> but I have a hunch that in this, I would not be a talker. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I'm like, let my fist do my talking mm-hmm. for me. Um, anyway, Michael's thrown off balance, falls, and ends up hanging off the ledge, much like John was a moment mm-hmm. ago. The wind is whipping. This long pause happens. And eventually, with John leaning on the wall, most likely hurting a lot. Oh, yeah. Taylor just looks down at Michael and kicks a hand off. Like a badass. What was that terrible show? Dark Angel. Oh, yeah. She's like over the ledge, uh-huh. like Dark Angel uh-huh. with a hair flapping. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's all. Uh, Michael calls out to her and John knows better than getting in the middle of this. <laughs> and eventually, yeah. just Taylor kicks the second hand off the ledge. Yep. And then watches him fall. Unlike the ship, there's no way he can survive this. I'm pretty they sure they'll still be able to find the body. Him. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure given the shot we had, he landed on a building. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they can peel whatever yeah. is left of him. I think you gotta, because you just never fucking know with no. Michael. And Taylor has a face that has no fucks anywhere yeah. to be found on it. Nope. The wind blowing through her hair, it's pretty it amazing. pure and clear of all fucks. Yeah, there yeah. is... There are no fucks within any sight of her. Yep. She's never had fucks before in her life. <laughs> I've never even met a fuck. Um, the next morning in the infirmary, uh, Woolsey must have injured his arm when he fell down the stairs. Comes <laughs> to visit Keller's most cantankerous patient, Ronan Dex. Who is so annoyed that Woolsey would be released while Ronan has to sit and stay here. Who is so bored... He so hates it. Also, it's so awkward now because it's Keller. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I don't want to. He doesn't want to be here for the so many reasons. The last thing he wants to do is feel vulnerable about around her. Yes. Yeah. Fuck that. Somehow, after taking that fall, Ronan only had a concussion. Yeah. How? He's. Re- I'm telling you, his body has well, learned. He was. Re- he was raging. He was yeah. resistant to bludgeoning damage. Yeah. His body has learned to protect all of the soft spots. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, so Woolsey wants to commend him on his exemplary work and, and courage in the face of danger. And he continues to amaze and honestly inspire Woolsey. And Ronan's just like, thanks. I love this. I love Woolsey's vulnerability yeah. and honesty and like, hey, dude, you're a badass. Yeah. And Ronan's just like, okay. Like, R- Woolsey's not the... Thank you. We'll leave it at that guy. He's like, no, thank you because you did all of this stuff right here and I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell you in front of everybody. And Ronan's like, I just did what I do. I just did my jabs. Oh, sure. (laughs) Um, I like also Woolsey knows Ronan well enough to be like, don't worry, your team's not going anywhere without you. Yeah. Yeah. You're not missing any fun. Um, And 
Ronan's like, look, I know this wasn't like a mission, but um, I I I filed a report. Oh yeah, and offers him his race recorder, copious notes, and Wolsey's very surprised and delighted, and then walks away, and then we hear what his report actually is, mm-hmm. and I quote, "It's a haiku mission report." Michael invaded Atlantis, tried to blow it up. We stopped him. End of report. It's a haiku. Look, he did what you asked. Absolutely. You asked for a mission report. Uh Uh-huh. He gave you a mission report. Beautifully put, Ronan. Couldn't have put it better myself. I mean, what more did you expect from him? I'm not one to judge. Looks a lot like my notes for this podcast. (laughs) What more did you expect from him? Whereas people would be like... Somebody asked me recently, like, how do you guys do notes? I was like, Nixie does notes. <laughs> I watched the episode and then exist. Commentary. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I cannot take credit for any content that happens. <laughs> um, we wouldn't have it any other way, though. Yeah. <laughs> so John and McKay are out racing the cars again. This time, Taylor walks between their race, not being surprised. Yeah. Uh, she wasn't surprised the first time, let's be honest. Also, this fucking baby grew all of a sudden. Oh my god. Holy cow, what did they feed the baby? Is the baby too? All of a sudden, the baby has grown, like, to double its size. Like, I don't know ages, but shouldn't that kid be walking and, like, talking at well, this point? I feel like this baby went from being, like, needs to be bundled and <laughs> tightly swaddled and non-existent, small enough to fit an invisible blanket... To like, holy hell! Well, it's like that every baby is eating solid food. Well, it's like every time you knew it was a real baby, there's like feet dangling off the bottom yeah, of it. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know ages. No, Shouldn't that kid uh, be in school at I this feel, point? No. So okay, I'm gonna make a <laughs> I'm gonna make a guess. I'm gonna attempt an educated guess. Yeah. So my thought was Taylor's baby was maybe two or three months. Okay. Right as we're walking around, visible blanket baby. Yeah. Maybe maybe even like two. Um, but now this is like a 10 month old baby. Well, here's the thing. We are over halfway through the season. Yeah. The seasons ish are years ish. Or so I'm rough going by where we are in the season. Uh-huh. I could say that that baby is like seven to eight months. This y- yes, but from one night to the other, oh, the baby went from listen, two to seven. I am not like judging that part. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah. saying in world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about no, no, the no. age of the this, baby. This baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. It's 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 the baby. Is... I mean, they don't grow like dogs. It shouldn't be that big that fast. <laughs> You don't know how Asian babies grow. <laughs> I, that's true. Asian babies could grow like puppies. Yeah, I think they do. Okay. Um, shockingly, Torin won't take a nap. John points out he did get a full night's sleep, and they point out <laughs> that's true that the invasion of the city while Mom was holding her as running around the city in tension and fighting is the first time that baby has ever slept through the night. If any baby is Taylor's baby, it's yes. that baby. I, that's the thing that threw me is I thought, well, maybe this is like weeks later. Yeah, no. No, no, this is the same fucking night. <laughs> baby is grown. <laughs> I do like that no blanket is needed anymore. Either. No. Like it's I'm baby. I we am no baby. We no longer have to possibly have stands in blanket. Yeah. We can fully show baby. Oh my God. Anyway, um, super also, mom. That kid and McKay staring at each other. 
Like that's that would be that's my face when a baby stares at me. Oh, that, that baby like, is coming for McKay. That like, wh- why are you staring at me? Because it's, it's coming. It wants to fight. That's Where? what it means. When a baby looks at you, that I'm just gonna feed you. Why food. are you looking? Please don't look. Look at your mom. Don't look at me. Babies sense fear. Yeah, much like puppies, and uh-huh. they're like, I'm coming for you. Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> You know Taylor is going to teach that kid how to handle a knife at a young age. Yeah. That okay? baby is coming from the game. <laughs> I just love the idea. Of, I like, just imagine in like five years, like McKay's just door opens in the middle of the night. It's just a silhouette of a five-year-old with a knife. Terrorized by the yes. five-year-old. I want this so much. <laughs> I am not expressing my own fears in this moment or anything. Yeah. If I had children, I would kind of think that they'll be that child. If you have children, you will find a way to sneak your child into my house in the middle of the night and just have me wake up with your child wearing a Freddy Krueger mask. That may be happening. Like, <laughs> I would fully expect that and from And they you. would love it. I would fully expect you to use your child to torture me. Yes. You're like, look, okay, you know, we're going to go scare Auntie Nixie Auntie again. Nixie hates this. Yeah. But we love it. It's going to be great. And because it's my child, it's going to be like, yeah. Really? Here, because it's, yeah. it would be husband Jesse's child that's going to love this. Here, and this is, you're like, you know, Uncle Uncle Nick loves it too. Yeah. Everybody's here for this. Everyone so is it. here for it except Auntie Nixie. Yeah. She's never, she's just, we're going to do, it's going to be great. She's going to love it. She, she may m- say she hates it, but secretly she loves it. You yeah. tell the child. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. This was a fun episode. <laughs> No one, so no, no one is going to come and try to kidnap this baby uh, and to make the galaxy-wide empire anymore. Yep. So we're good. Um, but Taylor's not going to look regard. She knows someone will take Michael's place. Mm-hmm. John goes to poke at Torrin asking if he wants to watch, you know, Uncle John kick Uncle McKay's ass. Yeah. And uh, McKay figures that you should probably cover the eyes because it's going to get ugly. Yeah. And they turn, they start racing, and John starts before the countdown ends, just a little cheating. Uh-huh. And Taylor laughs, holding her son, because for a moment, everything is good. This is going to be real bad. That's what that means. <laughs> that means that the next episode, everybody going to die. <laughs> the end. What's next? What's the episode where everybody dies called? I was also just going to point out, like, as this kid keeps getting older, how much shit is he going to get away with on this base? So many. So, all like, of it. any sort of discipline that... That Taylor and Kanan try to instill oh, God, in his yeah. son. She's going to run to Uncle John. To and Uncle Rodney. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Even Wolsey's going to be like, don't tell your mom. Here's candy. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Next up, remnants. Mm, that's not foreboding. Also. About our past coming back. We have six episodes left. Holy cow. Of Atlantis. Holy cow. And honestly, the episode after Remnants is one of my favorites of Atlantis. Maybe all of Stargate for reasons that are very obvious to people who have already seen it and will be okay. very quickly obvious to Grace. Got it. Got it. It's the episode after Remnants. Okay. So. So next week is our break week. Next week is our break week. Um, so in two weeks, we will see you guys with Remnants. Yes. Um. Until then. Find us on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Find us at Facebook, There's No Place Like Tara. Email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Rate us, like us, review us. Wherever you get your pods. Okay, we love you. Bye. Bye.